Hi everyone, welcome to Yoga Land Yoga Teacher Companion. I'm Jason Crandall, your host. And what I want to talk about today is the relationship between flexibility and mobility. And you'll see the first thing that I do not want us to do is insert the word verse or verses between these two words. I don't want us to think about flexibility versus mobility or versus mobility because that sets up in the mind an unnecessary and a false dichotomy when it comes to these two phenomenon. So flexibility is a thing, mobility is a thing. These are somewhat distinct things. I'm going to unpack that for you. But these things are intimately and inextricably related. So we want to really think about the relationship between the two without overly prioritizing one or the other. They, they, they kind of have to have um, an ongoing parity or relationship and we'll see what that is, okay? The other thing that I want to bring up is culture, especially subcultures, have trends. Trends aren't necessarily a bad thing. In the contemporary yoga world, there is a high equity in terms of using the language and the parlance and the packaging mobility. We kind of seem to like this word in our community now, and I think there's actually some good reasons for it, okay? But that's why at this point as yoga teachers, I think it's really important to understand what's flexibility, what's mobility, what's the relationship between the two, and how does all of this sort out in my practice, in my teaching, okay? So let me define flexibility for you, okay? In just a very, very simple way. Flexibility is the ability for a joint to be lengthened. Flexibility is the ability, it's the passive ability for something to go through a range of motion. The key here when we think about flexibility is that it implies a passivity. Okay, mobility on the other hand implies that you, that that joint is able to move itself through a range of motion. Mobility implies dynamic work of a joint. Flexibility implies passive work of a joint. Think about it like this. It really simple. Okay. Imagine that you have a rubber, a rubber band. It, it has an elastic profile. It can be lengthened, but it doesn't lengthen itself. So a rubber band is very flexible, but is it mobile? No, because it, it can't control, it doesn't have volition. It can't control its own range, okay? You control it from the outside. So flexibility is the ability for something to be lengthened, Mobility is the dynamic motor control, the ability to, for that thing to move itself through a range, okay? Now, I'm going to give you a really simple, obvious example or two, okay? Now, this is helpful for those of you watching, but those of you not watching, those of you just listening to it, you can still picture this, okay? So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to reach my right arm straight forward, okay? So I'm reaching it towards camera at my arm shoulder height. And then I'm going to take this right arm into adduction, meaning I'm just going to cross my body with it. So I'm going to show you the mobility of my right arm. I take that arm across the body and I'm taking it as far as it goes until it stops. Now, those of you watching, you can see it, but those of you not watching, my right hand 
is a little bit to the left of my left shoulder, okay? So I have the mobility in shoulder adduction to cross my body and then some a little bit, okay? Now, that was the mobility of that shoulder in adduction. So now I'll show you the flexibility of that same arm in adduction. So what's different, I'm gonna take my left arm and I'm gonna pull my right arm. And what you're gonna see is my right arm can, excuse me, my left arm can pull my right arm way further than my arm can take itself, okay? I'm gonna give you another really simple example of flexibility and mobility, okay? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna lay on my back and I'm gonna show you like a reclining lunge, kind of happy baby pose, right? I'm gonna show you happy baby pose on my right side, okay? So I'm laying back, those of you not watching, my left leg is straight, I'm gonna reach my right leg up, I'm not holding on to my right leg, my right leg is straight towards the ceiling like I'm doing supta padding vishtasana. Now, I'm gonna bend that right knee and I'm gonna pull that right leg into happy baby pose, but my arms are not part of the equation. So my right leg is mobile. It's pulling itself into happy baby pose. And if you're watching, it's not uh, woefully impressive. It's decently mobile, but you probably know in a moment that now, when I reach up, take hold of that foot, and now use my arm to actually pull my leg into happy baby pose, I have much more flexibility than I have mobility because I'm using external leverage. So my right leg can be taken further than it can take itself, right? I'm gonna give you one more example, okay? And I, I give this example in a lot of contexts, especially in like hip mobility and hip flexibility uh, trainings and workshops, okay? So what I'm gonna show you right now, uh, those of you listening, you can hear it, you can visualize it, is with my arms, I'm gonna take my legs into lotus. And what you're gonna see is I have decent flexibility in my hips, okay? So I'm not gonna go through all like kind of the technical nuances of getting in there, but I'm going left foot on top, my arms helped. Now I'm going right leg on top, my arms helped. My legs did not get themselves into lotus. My arms got my legs into lotus. Now, as I sit in lotus, those of you watching, I have good flexibility. I have good passive range of motion, good flexibility here. But my, but my legs did not get themselves there. They, they were taken there. So what you just witnessed was not really mobility, it was flexibility. That was a passive experience for my hips, okay? Now, those of you watching are gonna see something entirely different. Those of you listening, I will describe what this is. Now I'm gonna look at hip mobility in Lotus. So what I'm gonna try to do is I'm gonna try to get my legs into Lotus through mobility, not through flexibility. So I'm not gonna help. So I'm gonna lean back and I'm gonna take that first leg into half Lotus. And if you're watching, you see like, oh man, that didn't go that far. So everyone, my left foot, that first leg I brought into half Lotus when I, when I did it in a mobility style, I'm really saying that mo mobility style, right? My left leg is like barely past my knee 
And then when I lean back to bring the right leg into full lotus, it's not even close, right? So I have pretty mobile hips, excuse me. I have pretty flexible hips in the muscular pattern of half and full lotus, meaning those muscles can be passively lengthened into that position. But my hips are not actually in the lotus pattern that mobile on their own. There's kind of a disparity between these two, right? But I think that these things should hopefully clarify this, what is the event of flexibility? What is the event of mobility with a couple of examples? Now, why, even though I just used it, why do I not really like the word inserted between flexibility and mobility? Why do I not like the word verse? Here's why. Because if you lack flexibility, if you have a significant deficiency of flexibility in any joint range, you are not going to be mobile in that joint range. Listen, if I can't, with skill, I'm not cranking my legs, okay, trust me, okay, but if I cannot, with skill and discipline and technique, take my leg into half lotus using my arms, if my hip is not flexible enough to be brought into half lotus, I can promise you I'm going to have exceptionally low mobility in that same direction. So if you don't have baseline flexibility, if something cannot be passively lengthened into a position, you will not be able to actively lengthen it into that position. So if we just start to think, okay, we're just gonna do mobility training. Mobility training is awesome, by the way. And yoga incorporates mobility training, it always has. It's just, this is just an issue of language. So if you think to yourself, okay, I have a really stiff body, and so I wanna focus much more on mobility than flexibility, okay, that's fine. But what I wanna encourage you to understand is that relationship is that the, the muscles and the various tissues in a region need to be pliable and elastic enough that they can be passively taken into a range if you want to also actively take them into that range, okay? So that's the first way they're related. Flexibility tends to improve the potential of mobility. Without a certain amount of flexibility, you will not also be mobile. I can guarantee that. Now, here's the other way they work, okay? So that's how flexibility can contribute to mobility. But now here's how mobility can convert to flexibility, right? You kind of see they have this reciprocal relationship. One of the primary phenomenon that governs your range of motion so your flexibility and your mobility is your central nervous system. And one of the things that we know is that strength converts to flexibility very well, okay? When the, when the kind of proper types of strengthening are developed. And I'm gonna have another podcast where, we, where I kind of unpack some of the language around strength and other types of range of motion because this can be some really complicated territory, but I think I can make it a little bit more simple for you, okay? But for now, what we wanna understand is that when, when you are more flexible, 
you have a greater potential to also be more mobile. But similarly, once you start to build more mobility, once you start to build more strength and control in your ranges of motion, then your central nervous system will perceive those ranges as being more safe, more familiar. You are going to build that coordination pattern. So the more a joint can take itself into position, so the more you increase your mobility, the more you will also create strength in and through those ranges, and the stronger you are in and through those ranges, the more the central nervous system will tolerate passive stretching of those regions. So we can see that mobility is actually going to enhance our ability to be passive. So being active will enhance your ability to be passive, but being passive can also enhance your ability to be active. So bottom line, what are my takeaways? Number one, it's just important to stay on top of language. You know what I mean? Like it just is. You're a yoga teacher, it's sincere practitioner, we have to stay on top of language, period. So we wanna kinda understand mobility and flexibility because these words, they're, they're out there, they're being used a lot and it's fair that they are, right? It's, it's good. Second thing, as a yoga teacher, you're a source of education. So we wanna, we wanna know this and be able to simply unpack it for our students. And then number three, we wanna see that flexibility and mobility, they're not these antagonist things where one is good and one is bad, okay? But we wanna see that there is a reciprocal relationship and what does that mean as a yoga teacher and practitioner? I'll tell you what it means to me. Practice both. Do some work where you do focus a little bit more on passive range especially when there is a deficiency of passive range. And I'm gonna do another podcast uh, companion next that's gonna unpack this a little bit more. But then also make sure that you are doing things that are providing you and your students with strength, with control, with active ranges of motion that are building that, that, um, uh, that mobility, okay? So flexibility and mobility, we want to, uh, co-create and see their dynamic relationship between the two. I hope this is helpful. Remember to subscribe, listen, share, let your students know, pass this stuff on, and uh, take good care of everyone. Thank you.